<laughs> Welcome, LICR community. I'm Judy, and I'm here with a few other co-founders, Dan, Ashley, Monica, and Chris. Thank you all for joining us today. I'm excited to introduce Jade Alicia, who is a community outreach consultant, who's going to share more about her background, what she does, how she got into research. So, Jade, thank you for being here with us. Thank you very much for uh, allowing me in this platform. It's truly an honor to be with um, Latinos in Clinical Research, Mr. Guru here, Monica. Um, I have been a fan uh, for some time and um, I carry your book like a Bible, Dan, okay? so <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. And we're excited hey about guys. this one too. Dr. Al, welcome. How are you guys? Long time no more. Hey, Dr. Al. Oh, <laughs> awesome. All right, Jade, we'll continue. Well, I um I came from a healthcare background. Um, I was a social worker for HIV and AIDS patients in on Jersey and in New York. So I did a lot of community outreach. And um, in up north, uh, when you're a case manager, social worker, you're running the street. You're going to jails, homes, projects, everywhere, just to make sure that your clients are um taking their medicine they're okay they have uh healthy food you know and and you're monitoring them i um came to live in florida thinking that i would do the same and over here uh it's not the same the case managing is not the same you get a patient and you refer them out so you never follow through you know you don't case manage um the patient uh so i went into the healthcare system and met a um very very uh smart um obgyn uh businesswoman that she also had a clinical research and i went there managed her office and and started working for her for many years um soon found out that every time that she would have um some type of trial i would find myself in the streets looking for uh you know patients or recruitments you know and i really like that um that community service i like the way that i was able to educate them because there was no people that i um just you know went into the the offices or the or um any place i would ask them you know would you like to be in research and they didn't know search they didn't know how to get in so i was able to be um an educator in that aspect um short long story short uh after many years of being with her i was able to go into a healthcare um system through aco and i was able to find an opportunity um with an investor that wanted me to help them start a research site i left the healthcare system um and went into uh the research and um looked for a location helped them start the site a year into the um the site that we started i um was able to get communication and get um community service and centers to refer patients to us i was able to um do outreach service get into a two large community centers to trust us enough with their patients um i had i built that relationship i built the relationship in the uh, community services i uh participated in 
um, festivals, in carnivals. I went to food banks. I uh, went to um, community pantries, food distribution centers in order for them to let me in as a community research uh, out, uh, worker. And I was able to build a relationship with them and um, actually built the referral system from that. You know, uh, um, I am still involved in um, handing out groceries every Tuesday in uh, the community. You know, I'm from Homestead all the way to West Palm Beach. Every Tuesday, I'm in different towns uh, serving the community, you know. So in West Palm Beach, where I opened the uh, site for this investor, I was alone. I had to do it by myself. Actually, I had a lot of help from Dr. Fox. I think that I've called him 50 times. He was my mentor. Um, he guided me through just all the operations, everything that I needed to know. Dan's book helped me um, a lot. I was able to, um, from the community, I was able to meet a lot of doctors that were selling furniture and selling um, equipment. And I was able to furnish, get all the equipment and everything by, by the community, with the community, you know? And because what I did was I took 10 miles around the site that I uh, opened and I was able to meet all the doctors and specialists on those sites. And I introduced myself as a new site. And um, from there, we built the relationship. I was meeting them two times a week. I was going to their office, finding out how were they doing, uh, bringing Dunkin' Donuts to them, coffee to them, you know, and and just letting them know that we were there if, uh, you know, if they needed to refer someone or they wanted to participate in a research study because I was looking for PIs myself, you know, and and um, I met a lot of people actually um, opened the site um uh, manage the site completely and nine months into um opening the site and startup i had uh, um the sivs and we were not awarded the studies because of the um non-experience pi and staff that i had so i had a large um, CROs come in, walk through the place, had everything it needed, everything was in place. And when they sent me um, the reason behind it, it was that we were not experienced enough. Even with the 3,000 patients, it was um, trusted in order to, you know, go to these community service and they will refer patients to me, I was not awarded the study because we didn't have the experience. Um, once that happened, I um, it was time for me to hand over the site to a larger um, management in order for them to, I guess, you know, um, it's who you know sometimes in the in, in the industry, you know, and they had more of a reputation, they had more of a hands-on um, managing different offices. So it was a better chance for them to get studies with the experience that the, the management center um, had. And um, I, you know, finished my contract in uh, June of this year. 
and I had a good experience. I had wonderful people that I built relationships with. I am um, in January, I'll open another research site for a doctor, um, which that one will be um, that wouldn't be united with you know, Dr. Fox will help me. I will have uh, Ted from Medvactor come in in order for him to be uh, for him to be linked to that research uh, because I understand that um, I understand that you know it has to be a united force to make it happen. And, um, and, you know, I want to be a community health advocate. I want to um, connect the doctors with research, but I want to be in the community. That's what I want to do. I want to pick up the phone and call the doctors. I want to go out and be um, giving out food. You know, I made... I made about 50 shirts that I wear one every single day with a different expression, with a different uh, 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 subject, you know? Um, I I have a, a shirt that says, tap me if you wanna be in a study. And I put all of the conditions in that shirt, you know? And, and my husband will never wanna go shopping with me when I'm wearing the shirt, okay? <laughs> <laughs> because I have, I get a lot of people that will tap me and will start asking me questions, you know? I just so, got to say that that's um, amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I know that um, community outreach is a, is something that needs to be done more by sites. I understand that um, sites don't have the fun sometimes, you know? Um, I do know that if you work together um, and you know that you're going to have um, different sites come together uh, to help each other, um, there can be a solution and they can be some funds before you start waiting for sponsors to, to provide any money for for whatever you have to do in the in outreach you know um i i believe that um there are ways for you to do outreach without having to wait for a sponsor to give you the green light because you know what sometimes they don't they're not worried about what you're doing you know they're you got to do it you know, they have the trial, you have the site, you have to prove to them that you're out there and that you can, that you can have these doctors actually referring patients to you. You know, you're the site, we have the the tech, you know, we have uh, a solution to link these physicians that don't want to work like uh a human mill. They don't want to work and, and spend their hours in an office. They don't want to work and work for an ACO that don't care about their health. They're seeing 40, 50 patients a day. They want revenue. They want an exit. They want to do what they love to do, but um, be able to live their life. You know, I have a doctor that is excited and, and she's welcoming the new site um, because she wants to be with her family more. But now that she's somewhere that she's working, you know, 12 hours a day and, and then the, the, pro, the progress notes and, and, and just the coding and just everything that a healthcare system makes you do in order for you to earn a living, um, it's not quality, okay? And it, it is not. I, I believe that a doctor with a patient for seven, 10 minutes is not 
a visit, you know, and at this time, that's what we're doing. And in order for me to help physicians, in order for me to help the community, in order for me to help the health to, to get a better health for these patients, um, we have to unite these doctors for them not to overwork themselves, you know, and we have the solution. You guys are community. You guys are already doing the outreach work. You guys are doing outreach work. I mean, I see it every day. You're like a commercial, uh, Dan, you know, you know, when in a commercial, you know, for years, I've always had commercial songs that went through my brain and I can't get them out. Like I can sing a lot of commercial songs because they're constantly, constantly on a TV. You know, you have to constantly be there for people not to forget you. You know, you have to be there. You have to uh, look around you and see what you have in order for you guys to come together. You know, you had a good um, question, uh, uh, Judy, six months ago in a webinar that you had. Um, and you asked uh, what happens to the patients when when the participants go into a research study and the study fails or the patient needs care um what are you going to tell them for them to feel safe to come to you and do the study you know who's going to follow up who's going to monitor if they get sick if they have a cold what's going to happen you know those are patients that you're going to get from outreach work not from a referral from a doctor but you know what you can link them to any doctor that's willing to provide those services for you and you can make them feel safe that they're going to be cared for and follow up on. You know, it, it has, you have to educate the doctors because I have found out there's so many doctors that know, that don't know how to come in to research. They want to, but they don't know how to do it. You know, um, they, they want to, but they don't have the experience, you know, and they want the revenue. They don't want to work as hard, but where do they go to find how to do it? You know, I was yeah. able to, to, to help um, an investor. Now I'm able to help any physician that wants to do it. I wanna find a home for doctors that are extremely tired and overwhelmed with patients in order for them to give those patients quality care service. Okay, uh, there's patients that I've known that are on medications for two, three years because doctors don't get together and find and and seek help research is there for that you know if we speak to the doctors if we know how to go out into your community there's going to be doctors that are going to be like you know what you're you're here to save my life <laughs> you know because they want to join they want that uh resource they want that help you know they they also want to um, be able to tell their patients, listen, I have a study. I know that you're on a medication for such a long time. I want to get you out of that, that medication. I have a study for you, you know, and they want, they're able to do it. And that, that's exactly what I do. I mean, I, um, I'm in healthcare, uh, community settings. I participate in food banks. I go to church. I, I look for every nonprofit organization and I become a commercial. They see me all the time. <laughs> you know, I every Tuesday there's pay, there's 200 cars getting uh groceries. People are starting to know recognize me. 
I go to a, a, a shopping center and with my shirt on and they're like, I know you, you know, you're the one that hands out the food, you know, on Tuesday. They know, they know me, you know, they trust me. Now what I'm able to do is I'm able to get information from any site and just be there and give it to them because they trust me. They know me. It's been a year that I've been doing this, you know? So um, it, it is what we have to do for uh, to grow and to find a better solution for health, you know, and to also find a better solution for our physicians that don't know how to find it themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah I agree, Jade. Um, sorry to interrupt because you're saying so many important things. Um, and I think that's the issue is that a lot of us want to do this or we're doing some aspect of it, but we're not maybe doing all of that. And it does require a lot of time and investment in your community. And you mentioned a lot of things that actually I'm going to go back and like look at too and improve on. Um, but I think that's it. That's extremely important is how much of that are we able to do in our community or do we have the staff for that? And and so one of the questions I did want to ask, because you've mentioned about establishing these relationships with the physicians or organizations. So would you say you being there or visiting like weekly or twice a week, how long did it take until you actually got some kind of more, um, I don't know, I want to say feedback, maybe referrals, or when you got in to talk to the doctor, you got a little closer in that clinic, like, you know, because initially you have to go to the front, you talk to the office manager, and then you have to, you know, how long did is that process, would you say, that took? I hey, have... Kate, sorry. Before, okay. Actually, hi. <laughs> Thank hi, you so Monica. much before you answer. <laughs> Thank you so much for such an impressive presentation. And not just that, but absolutely amazed of what you do. Thank you yes, very much. 100%. Seriously, I'm mind blown. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah. I'm piggy, piggybacking on, on uh, Julie's question. I mean, obviously, within that, the same question. I would like also for you to mention how do you actually start that conversation? So how do you start and how you uh, maintain or or when do you receive the answer? Just as uh, Julie was uh, asking. Okay, so um, what I did was I I I did my my t-shirts, okay, and my t-shirts I wore them every single day, you know, with uh, different uh, themes. You know, and um, I did uh, I did my flyers that actually since I'm I was in the healthcare and since I was in the healthcare and knew how and what is happening in there, okay, and um, I was a heat as coder and a and a medical record expert with searching for codes just to make the right code, just to put the right codes in, in order for them to get their capitation or their, or their uh, bonus, you know, it's hard work. So since I know the healthcare system, I was able to speak to the doctors if what they want to hear. And that's less work, better quality because they don't go into medical the medical field to give a crappy visit to a patient or a, a seven minute uh, visit to a patient because the other one is waiting for them or because they're in a ACO that uh, that investors are they own it and they want their money in return you know and and so they're working. Uh, and seeing 38, 40 patients a day, which it's a lot. It, it is a lot. So I go in and I I made my flyers pinpointing what they what I know that they're sick of, you know, uh, the the quality of service, the quality of care that they're pro providing to their patients. Almost all of the doctors that I have gotten in touch with, hate the fact that they're in there 10 minutes and they got to be out to the next one. You know, they're, they don't want to 
uh, be administrators because they've become actually administrative now. They have to prepare a, a long progress note and make sure that they know the codes, that they know what to do, you know, and, and they're constantly being watched over. So I prepared flyers with the right wording uh, for physicians to understand that this is something that it will interest them and will allow them for the time that they need with their patients and the help that they need for their patients when they don't know what else to do because the patient needs more than the medication that they've given them. You know, they're like completely, they don't know where to go. And half of the time I have gotten a feedback or they've called me, um, a, a, it, one took about three weeks of me going and, and going and finally, the doctor said, you know what, when she comes back, I want to see her. Three weeks, it took one. And that was one of the main doctors, not all the other doctors that were in the, in the system. And, be, and because they were in an ACO, I was not, they were not allowed to participate because they're not owners, they're salaried employees. You know, however, that's a doctor that is willing to move to another center by an owner that is that if they're willing to have a home for them, you know, and, and they're willing to make that site, that practice a site as well, then those are doctors that are willing to transfer when they finish their contract, you know? So I had a conversation with three or four in West Palm Beach that were like, you know, I'm in a non-compete. I have a contract right now. And as soon as it's finished, if you know of any doctor that has a research connection, then let me know. Okay. Every time you go into a center, you would have to know whether they're in an MC and ACO if they're allowed, if they have autonomy to make their own decisions, because not all of them do, you know, but there is a way. And, and as you, once you go and once you get that attention from a doctor, you have to take it and you have to speak to them in reference to, um, you know, in reference to what you know, and that's, giving them a better system with you providing the research and the trials, them providing the patients that they think that that qualify and that are in need of the medication, you know, um, and a better and, and more in a revenue that could be you know, a way of them providing for themselves instead of being attached to a system that they don't have the time and they don't want to be there either. <laughs> so you, you know, it, it took me, I had four, at this moment I have four waiting. One is in now another doctor starting that I'm, that I, may have a office that can do research, okay? The others are just, they have to wait it out. Their contract have to end in order for them to, to start. But they're, they're really interested, you know? And, and so you have to be aware of one, where you're going, Two, if they're in an ACO, ACO, if they have the, the um, autonomy to make the decisions and um, the flyers, I can actually do them for you. You know, I can, I can, I, we can talk about it. Uh, it's just a matter of adding, you know, putting their 
the the expressing to them that you know they're in to to give their patients quality care you know they're 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 in to give their patients quality care they have to provide themselves a life that they want to live not something that another you know uh, an aco or managed care is you know having them work so long and so many hours so you know it takes it sometimes yeah Jade, I had a question for you. Hi, you were you were talking about those flyers. Can you tell us how many languages you put those flyers in? Oh, three. I put them in. I had Spanish, Creole, English, almost Japanese, but I didn't get there because the community health care that I uh, wanted to get in, they were like not so um, into research, but Creole, Spanish and English was a main, um, those flyers were always in that. And I knew that if I was in um west palm beach where i hand out the groceries i would put on the shirt that's english in the back and creole in the front because they're the majority patients are from haiti you know and and um or french and and so it, it was it was something that i knew all of my stops i know what to wear you know in my miami say uh uh um Easter, I wear uh, English and Spanish, you know, and, and they're able to see the, the, what I'm there. So, friends to doctors, there's many, you would have to just go out into the area that you are around and, and, and go in and speak to them. You know, they're, they're open for that. It's just that nobody knocks at the door to, to give them that information. You know, reps go in all the time to, you know, give them information about whatever they're, they're, they're having. You are, I'm like a rep. I go into every office. I don't care what it is. I have an attorney that's an immigrant attorney, you know, that she's, She's a good friend of mine now, you know, that um, that in the community center that I that I um, that I participate in, um, those are though that's a population of immigrants right now, you know, and those patients, if they do have a, a visa and they have um, insurance, they can see a doctor. However, the wait at this moment in those two community centers are three to four months uh, a visit. Just imagine if I can get doctors to participate in research, those patients could actually see them, you know, and they don't even need a health care insurance they can get their labs they can get their their um you know physical they can get checked by a doctor and they won't even need to wait a line wait three months um or even use an insurance so Kate, i have so many questions for you um <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all um when when you create these flyers, do you do it for the patients or do you do them for the doctors? I did them for the doctors. Okay. Then the My second thing is... flyers were for PIs. Okay. I was looking for PIs. Okay. And now, the these this flyers, you said you do it in different languages, right? Um, yeah. As, as we know, um like targeting the different communities it also requires different kind of approach 
do you change the, the, the approach in every single language or is the same approach? No, it's the same approach, whether it's uh, French, uh, Spanish, English, uh, German, it, it's the same approach because, you know, when you get to know these doctors, they're all in the same situation. Okay. 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 Awesome. And then the second thing is once, once you start leaving the, the, the flyers and all of that, what's your next step? What I like to do is I take the cards when I go and visit a doctor's office, I make sure that I take every, all their business cards. And I make, I go into LinkedIn and I see who's in LinkedIn and who's not. And I have come across three doctors in LinkedIn that I've messaged and they've answered me. And because of that reason, um, they have, they're interested, you know, unfortunately yeah. they're in a contract we can't do anything about it, but they have the information. Okay. Now the next the next question is once they let, let's say for example they are they are interested, they are aware of the of the um prospect of working in research and the biggest challenges besides that they are linked to a contract what would that be the, the the other challenges that you have um, uh, foreseen like for example some doctors sometimes are scared to refer patients because they might think that the patients are going to be taken over right from their from their uh, database or things like that how do you give them security that this is not going to happen that the research is not going to be a conflict for the patient, in fact, is going to be probably an, another option. Benefit, yeah. It's a benefit. First of all, the patients trust their doctors. And it's a relationship that you have to build with your doctor, with the doctors. And the doctor, once the doctors tell the patient that they have a solution, or they have options available for these patients that are sick and they are looking for new medication, um, automatically the patients are going to agree. The doctor, you have to make sure that you have to, uh, um, the doctor has to be aware that you're not a, a physician and your center is not holding uh, patients you know, and if you do have a solo site like I had, I made them aware that my site was not retaining any patients. I didn't have that option. And I was strictly a site for research. And, and I would, I, I was willing to provide them, you know, all the information in reference to whatever we needed to do together if they for if they were with me and they you know and they refer the patients to me I would keep them updated with whatever we needed to do with them you know so they understood that, that those patients were not going to be hostage at any time or taken away from them at all basically you are the they doctor trust before you earn the patient trust <laughs> yes i i do yeah, want yeah. to make a so sorry okay um i just i wanted to make a comment because all of the things you've said jade um not only have they been amazing solutions and honestly just blowing my mind with all of this but i really love the fact that the different aspects and like directions you've taken it's also an opportunity for those who, for example, you mentioned like the, the food bank, right? You know, these are usually areas where people are volunteering or they have, you know, um, jobs that are, you know, somewhat helping their family as little as it, as, they, as it can, right? I mean, this is an opportunity for sites and I mean, anyone really to be able to understand that that's a skill that's transitionable. They have way more way to gauge the community and potential 
opportunities for these individuals, whether it's for the site saying, hey, we can't find any patient recruiters, or if we do, they don't really have a lot of experience. I mean, you know, as an office manager, as a coordinator, you know, go to these areas. If you're finding it's easy, you can communicate with these individuals, potentially enhance somebody else's life, their family's lives, and, you know, trickle effect, right? The grassroots. This is what everybody talks about. This is a perfect example of that. And then, you know, somebody here in the chat, which we'll bring up the question now, but they're talking about pharmacy. I mean, right now there's a huge, um, there's a huge, uh, what's it called? There's like a, an issue right now in the pharmacies where pharmacists are even feeling like they're not getting paid enough and they're being overworked and there's not there's no ways for them to kind of stretch out their capabilities. I mean, this is also a, uh, an opportunity. So this is a perfect example as to how far research can really expand the kind of things it can do and the community working together and to bring this solution to the forefront. I mean, I know we're going to ask you on the side, Judy's definitely gonna have a talk with you, but I just want to let you know, you've impressed us so much today. We want to invite you to the <laughs> SOS conference. We're going to have it February next year. I mean, this is stuff that needs to get shared with everybody. Uh, you know, you have so much great, valuable information that honestly, this, uh, I work at a sponsor. I mean, we all work in different areas, but you know, this is one of the areas where we can all agree is a huge issue, right? We're all trying to figure things out, trying to find different ways. And I mean, I've heard a lot of conversations of people's approaches. This is the first time I've heard some of these types of approaches. I really love it. And I hope, you know, to hear more of this. Thank you. And I think, I think that everyone should send Jade a t-shirt. I hope that maybe <laughs> Latinos in clinical research, everyone, yes, I can get you yes. a CRPN shirt. Let's yes. look at Jen's right. t-shirts And then Jade, maybe you could share one of your t-shirts that like the, you said okay. you have like 50 different logos or sayings. Yes. Cause I think yeah. somebody was asking in the comments, they're interested to see what your shirts okay. look like as well. <laughs> okay. I'll take pictures of them. Yeah. I have, well, I have, I wear one of the same, but in different colors every single day. So, oh, wow. you know, <laughs> it, it, it works. It, it worked. It worked. And it works. And I have right now in a food bank, I have people wearing my t shirts. Amazing. Oh, wow. oh, amazing. They know me now. So they're like, oh, Jay, give me one of your t shirts and I'll wear it when you're not here, you know? Wow. So there you go. <laughs> Or give incentives, tell people, yeah. Out, you know, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. so many amazing ideas. Wow. Yeah. And I actually wanted to, oh, sorry, sorry, Monica, because um, I know me and Jade talked at SCRS, so we had this long conversation, but one of the things that stood out to me and I still think about is that you had mentioned, think outside the box, right? Don't do the typical things we're doing, think outside the box. And one of the things you also mentioned is about going to daycares daycares and speaking with the daycare workers there and the parents and that's how you were able to recruit for specific studies um and, and you target all those places and you mentioned you had mentioned to me maybe like don't necessarily always go to the physicians go to the community because that's where you're going to recruit from anyways so I think that kind of stood out to me ever since we spoke because I'm kind of very fascinated how you well, like we're always going to the physicians, we want to get their patients, but you said, no, go the opposite way, focus on all, everything else, maybe the physicians later if you can't get to them. So I think that's a very interesting conversation and hopefully provides good feedback for those who are trying to figure this out, yeah. right? Yeah, Jake, I think you're, you're, you're kind of, I mean, everybody's trusting your community, the community. Uh, I mean, that's genius. <laughs> that's absolutely amazing because you're giving back to that community and letting them know, hey, research is an option. Don't be scared of it. Uh, I mean, obviously, especially because we have such a bad reputation as an industry, right? Pharmaceutical, nobody trusts or the majority people don't do that. And then you're earning back that in your community. So it's I, I mean, absolutely amazing. And like as Sandy, Sandy is mentioning that um, about the pharmacist, pharmacy, pharmacists who are willing to bring more patients to clinical research, this could be a separate topic, but was also thinking reaching out to community pharmacists. I actually did that and it was, and it, it was successful now. The, this pharmacy 
is is open to provide the advertisement in the paper box uh talking about research so i mean nice. like you mm -hmm. say opening opening the different directions is if is, is is the way to go right especially that yeah. i mean taking advantage that everybody learn about research the whole world learn about research through COVID. this is the right time to open more that box and and be more creative and i absolutely i am absolutely mind-blowing with your your strategies and and this makes me want to go on and and write down everything <laughs> everything oh, you can like, think of yeah. on how to reach out to the community Mm -hmm. yeah like phase three or four anything oral um i think this can be done through pharmacists they have a medical condition history of the patient so maybe they can um attract more patients for the sites i don't know they there could be i could see that there could be some collaboration between the sites and the pharmacy um yeah so just an idea uh maybe pharmacists can help uh, bringing more patients. Um, Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is Adrian. I just wanted to say, first of all, um, <clears throat> I hope my audio is working today. I've had some trouble with it, but um, I've known Jade now for um, almost a year. Uh, we started to, uh, well, we connected first of all through LinkedIn and first of all, her energy, her passion, and really her commitment um, to her you know, community and her patience was actually what brought me, um, you know, into uh, her sphere. Um, very much uh, appreciative of all the things that she's done and her going out into the community and every time trying to connect with her. If I wasn't able to connect, it was always because she was at a food bank or doing something else um, equally as impressive in the community. So I'm, you know, joined this, uh, this evening really to show my support. Um, although I'm in Canada and our you know, healthcare systems are a little bit different, so I'm not always able to provide the kind of you know, uh, support that I would like to, um, but obviously um, have put her always in touch with anyone um, in my network that can help her. Um, but my question really is this, um, now that you're more experienced, if you were to give advice to someone who's starting out, what would be your first, let's say, uh, main two points or three points that you would give to someone who is again in where you were let's say two years ago and how to do this you know i guess better or more efficiently and fight uh would do community outreach make sure that your you get to know your area before you start that that journey in your site. I I think that spending the the money or yourself into getting to know the community, making sure that you and this the in the community that know you get to know you, them before you can even um start thinking uh, if they are doctors talk to your own doctor talk to your children's doctor you know see if there's doctors that are in the in the place where they can refer patients to you without getting in trouble or or you know that are willing to to do that for you go to daycares like i did you know visit your community you're going to be in that community for a very long time visit your community um there you know eh, eh, do those types of footwork before you get into it because once you have a, a a lease in a place and you start that process, it's a lot of money you're going to spend. Okay, uh, 
He in West Palm Beach, the lease had to be for three years. It couldn't be a year. So and and the investors did went into the lease without even going to the community just to see what we had around. I had to work with what I had. And I'm not even from West Palm Beach. And now I am known in West Palm Beach. I'm I'm two hours away from West Palm Beach. But now my home is West Palm. Everyone knows me in West Palm. You know, I have a, a huge outreach program and that that loves me in West Palm. And I know that I can do that anywhere that I go and everywhere that I'm at. However, if you are able and you're the owner of the site, make sure that you're, you have a community that you're willing to, that's willing to work with you before spending the money in the site because you're there for a while. You're there for a while. Um, building the community and building the research, building the, the referral system is going to be the best thing that you can do uh, because I noticed that when I did the feasibility, the only way they were contacting me is because I had more than 6,000 patients on <laughs> uh, with community services. And I, and in the feasibility, I would put that in, they would immediately call me. And I, we weren't awarded the study because of course I didn't, the site, the PI was not experienced. Hey, Jade, I had a question for you. So yeah. first I wanted to say, it's funny, about a year ago, Jade reached out to me and she said, oh my gosh, I saw you on Dan Sefera's video. And so as a result, I met Jade because of Dan Sefera. So one of the things yeah. I can say is what you're learning here about a local community effort is just as important as doing it online. The community online is rich, it's giving, and it cares about you, but you have to be present. You have to be part of it. My question for you, and this is something that's always uh, hit me hard, is you are an absolute unicorn. What you do is amazing. How do you think that sites could possibly scale the amazing efforts that you do on a community level? How can we replicate this? I think that we are a community ourselves. You know, we're with each other and we have to be with each other in order for us to grow enough for sponsors to be, to say, hey, that's the community I want. You know, um, it, it, we, when we're together, we come up with this. You know, you're, you're going in February, this is a huge thing that you're you've created you created a platform for these ideas to come to to one single place where everyone is going to learn it knowledge is key there's going to be doctors there there's going to be all types of anyone that is willing to learn and wanting to learn and wanting to get some type of important solution to whatever issue, whatever problem or whatever challenge they're going through. I had a challenge. I was the only person in that site, building that site, doing everything for that site. One, and I still went out Tuesdays and Fridays, and I still was active in LinkedIn because Adrian, I met so many people through LinkedIn. Dan was the one that in his book, it, it said once a week, every week you have to be there. You have to, you have to go out. You have to network. You know, you have to also go in into the pipelines of the, the CROs. You have to make sure that you're in there trying to get your site known. You know, so I was, I don't think I slept much. Oh my God, that's amazing, Jade. <laughs> yeah, I have to- I was gonna say. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, Judy. No, go ahead, go ahead. Um, well, I guess since we're kind of getting to time, what I really felt like mm -hmm. uh, we had a, a Moises, he had a question. 
And I thought this is really, really good because obviously, Jade, you're, you have a really great personality. Not everybody is very, you know, uh, community based in regards to communication wise and all that. And that's perfectly fine because everybody can really kind of hone in and do their part. This question was for someone who might not be as outgoing to go to communities, how would someone support these ongoing efforts behind the scenes? This is important, right? Because everybody can play a part. How can those people play a role? For someone that's not outgoing, mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily do well with, you know, uh, outside communication where they're very vocal or, you know, they're just not as talkative, right? That, you, know, mm -hmm. you know what? Um, I, I have so many ideas now that I did this for such a long time and I will make the site that I, um, that I'm going to help in January, I will make them a site that we will do food distribution. Mm -hmm. I will link them with a food distribution uh, and they will Friday afternoon, they'll put on their shirt, they'll be out there. I will get the news out. Whatever I have to do, I will do it because I'm not only taking care of a site I'm also providing to those who need food. Mm -hmm. There's so many people out here that can't afford to buy groceries. I'm also doing that as well, reaching out. When you do that and you're a site and you reach out and you do, um, and you, and you go to a local pantry and you, you can, they always need helping hands. These are nonprofit. They don't pay people. So they're always in need of a helping hand. You don't have to be an uh, uh, a, a, a talkative person. Let me tell you, I was very, very um, nervous about this webinar today. And I reached out to my LG. <laughs> That's my box. My lifeguard, I call him LG, Dr. Fox. And he was like, I know why you're calling me because you are nervous. <laughs> and I was, but I, I truly, truly think that you don't have to be an outreach person. You don't have to have that, that uh, type of personality. You could go to a food bank and you can volunteer or you can have one of your workers on Tuesday, volunteer in a place, she's going to get to know people. You know, there's going to be, you're going to build a relationship. Once you build a relationship, you're outstanding. You are in there. You're in the community already. Okay. Because it's a small, it's big, but small because everyone knows each other. So that food bank will tell another person that you're you're available who knows if you can just have it half a day and have your workers go and and volunteer in in the afternoons in a food pantry and or wherever you need they need it so outreach is not don't ever think that you cannot do outreach everyone can and everyone should that's a good idea with the food bank. I have yeah. a, I yeah. learned this. I have a coordinator. Her mom owns a restaurant. So after she works, she goes to the restaurant and she was wearing her shirt because she didn't have time to change. She had like five people asking her, well, what studies do you have? What is a study? So then we sponsor the restaurant. We, we paid like a monthly oh, fee and wow. we're sponsoring. So the staff knows how to give flyers to people. Um, so it works and it, you don't have to be outgoing. I mean, she's not outgoing. It's just, oh. I think the t-shirt is the hack. Like, yeah, just, it, what mm -hmm. is that? And if they start talking, it's a lot easier than you initiating the conversation. So I think there's a lot to that. For sure. And if you can also help people, I mean, especially right now in this economy, any little dollar that people can make, you're helping them, you're helping their families, putting some extra cash in their in their pocket. And all they have to do is talk. I mean, I, you know, if if people could do that, I mean, and 
I'm assuming the CRO sponsors, they provide allocation for recruitment. I mean, utilize that money for that. Put it back into the community, literally in people's pockets, and it'll give back. You know what I mean? I I really love, 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 love that idea. And there's so many events out there nowadays, especially if in your if you're in a big city. Um, I know in the rural areas, not probably probably not as much, but there's already events happening, right? As far as like smaller conferences, small little health fairs. And then also even just holiday events, you know, get a booth, you know, give things out for free at an event. People want to take stuff away, right? So, I mean, there's just so many things out there you could do. And I love that we had this webinar. I love the conversation you sparked, Jade. I really happy we were able to get this information out to everybody. And obviously there's just so much more to talk about, um, but this was great. Yeah, Jade, I think we're gonna have number two Jade presentation. Yes, follow up. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have my own booth. In yeah. a yeah. Yes, yes, please. Sure. Awesome. With t-shirts. Yeah. With t-shirts, yes. Well, we're definitely, we're coming to time, you guys, but I do want to use this opportunity to, if everybody can understand, right, just by from today, we, we learned the importance of giving people platform to speak to share their solutions, their experiences. This is so important. And this is honestly what we're standing for. LICR, we partnered with Save Our Sites Conference because this is the things we wanna do. We wanna bring these kinds of solutions to the forefront because this is not what's being discussed enough. And these are the things that sites need and they need that to flourish. The, the CROs and sponsors need to flourish whether they realize it or not. And the patients need it, right? And so, if, if you can, please, please attend. It's our first one. Obviously, we are not going to do it virtual, right? Because that takes a bit of time, money, and effort um, may, may in the future for sure. But this one, it's going to be in person. It's going to be in Tucson, Arizona. It's going to be in February 4th, right, Dan? 2024? February 2nd. Sorry, February 2nd. My bad. <laughs> Groundhog, uh, Groundhog Day. Yeah, yes, so please, yeah, please, you guys come join if you can. The air, the location is cheap. Everything we chose about it was was very, very affordable because we wanted it to be possible for everybody to come. We're all going to be there. We want to meet you in person if possible. Speak to you. We're obviously going to have an event afterwards too, or not an event, but like a meetup to just hang out. You know, outside of just uh, conversing. So please, you know. Come, we really, we really want to meet our supporters um, because if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't have these platforms. We wouldn't have the voices speaking out for LICR, for the patients, for all the work that we're doing and the work that ultimately, you know, has a domino effect. Everybody here, just being here today, you're more than likely going to take this information. You're going to share it somewhere down the road. You're going to make an impression on somebody's life, whether it's day, this week, next month, or this year. Exactly. You know, please share it. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. And we will definitely have you back on, Jade. We definitely will have you back on for sure. Um, but before I guess we give any closeouts, you guys, um, did you have anything else you wanted to share before we, you know, close it for the day? No, I just want to say thank you, Jade, for for your time today and sharing your your all this information. So looking forward to hopefully seeing you in person next year. You can reach out to me and I can give you a I can help you, whatever you need me to do, I am there um, to guide anyone. It's not a secret what I do, you know? So I'm not I'm not a chef with a secret sauce, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got some creative sauce in there, for sure. You got some creative sauce. <laughs> we love awesome. your recipes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, actually, Jane, so can much. you put your LinkedIn? Yeah, put it in the chat real quick. People, want, we want to get you connected with everybody here if they want to reach out to you. And we'll also thank put you. it with the video, correct? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. When we post. Video. Awesome. Right. When we post it. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. Sorry. Did somebody thank you so much around? for having me. Get in touch with me. I'll give you ideas. I'll help you. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thank Everybody you have much. a great night. Thank you for being here. Thank you, you for your was... support. Oh yeah. Sorry. Somebody. Was it Dr. L? Was that you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, just when I said, uh, thank you, Jed, because I already uh, sent her a message through LinkedIn just to connect oh. with her and see what we, 
Thank there you, you go. Thank you. Awesome. Sweet. Dr. Thank Al, you. we miss you. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Al, you're on the panel at SOS, yeah. the last yeah. panel. Okay. Yeah. Oversight. With, with me. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> I'm in. And <laughs> you, you guys, my inspiration for research. Okay. Oh. And Chris, oh. Monica, Judy, Ashley. All of you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Jaka. Awesome. Well, thanks, you guys. Y'all have a great night, and we'll be announcing our next speaker very soon. And uh, we hope to continue to bring you really great speakers. So thank you, guys. You have an awesome night. Thank you. Thank Bye, you. everyone. Thank you.